2: Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hello. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown. We're here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. You can listen on Spotify, tune on on iTunes. Maybe you beam us from your high-tech hair dryer or you're more the little mermaid type and you're hoping you'll hear us hooting and hollering when you pick up a conical seashell from the beach and hold it to your ear. Either way, we've got a boatload. You three just gave me a look and if looks could kill, oh, daddy be dead. Either way, we've got a boatload, a beach full, a bevy of piping hot news this week. We've got shocking Kardashian transformations, shocking college cheating skittle news, shockingly ugly celebrity divorces, housewives shading housewives, which I guess is not as shocking. Celebrity implants coming out, celebrity plastic surgery confessions, celebrity plastic surgery denials, celebrity baby names changing, and so much more, including a chat with Captain Sandy from Below Deck Mediterranean. Season 5 premieres next week. Sarah and I talk to her. That's at the end of this podcast. But before we kick things off with the news, let's set intentions as we do every week. That's where we ask celebrities to start doing things or stop doing things. Baby girl Sarah And who's your intention for this week?
0: The baby girl really stuck every week now, huh?
2: I skipped it for two weeks when you were less than my baby girl, but you're a baby girl again.
0: You're oh, wow. the baby girl. You're the baby girl. Come on, baby girl. Who's
2: your intention for?
0: Oh, my God. Well, my celebrity intention is for those TikTok kids that are getting arrested. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys saw this, but two members of the Sway House, not to be confused with the Hype House, very different. Bryce Hall and Jaden were arrested for possession of marijuana. Now, listen, I'm not worried about them smoking pot. I just want them to know that they are making so much money to make TikTok dances and I don't want them to ruin their career before it really starts. They are 20 and 19. I just can see them not handling this the way they should handle it. They've already been deleted tweets. There's been videos of them like laughing while they were getting arrested. I need their managers and their parents assuming they have them to let them know not to ruin this opportunity of a lifetime to be rich for making TikTok dances.
2: I was so angry when I read that news because I thought that they were just arrested on marijuana, marijuana laws, which is I harsh. think are archaic and ridiculous and yep. need to be gotten rid of in the first place. But then I was like, what is the controlled substance? And I was very curious.
0: Yeah, so one of them got controlled substance. The other one just cut the marijuana and they were both placed on bail in their home now. But they immediately started tweeting afterwards, like joking about it. Like, I just, they should just be a little smarter and it'll go
2: a long way.
3: I Sage advice. Mean- Young, rich kids using drugs? I won't believe it.
2: (laughs) What?
3: It's a shock to us all.
2: Not in America. Not Not in my my
3: house. Not in my front yard.
0: Of course, they were on a road trip to Texas, like, in the middle of this whole thing. Like, it's just... I'm rooting for you. I'm I'm rooting for you, playhouse. Don't disappoint
2: me. Uh, Travis, who's your intention for? Um, Mine
3: is for 18-year-old Grammy Award winner Billie Eilish. She, you know, started to take off her clothes in her newest video that she released. It's finally her getting provocative. Of course, we're used to seeing her in gigantic tents that are fashion. But now (laughs) she's finally like taking that step where she's like, I'm comfortable with myself. And my intention for her is just to stay true to herself and not get caught up in like trying to be what her image of sexy is. But like keep showing off that hot bod because it looks really it's like a very cocoon butterfly moment for Billy. And it just makes me happy.
4: By the way, Trav, you could read all about that story on usmagazine.com slash stylish. I was waiting for it. Up today. Up today.
2: Perfect. It's what's up, Gwen, news. What's your intention for?
4: Well, another story that actually our readers could read about all on usmagazine.com slash stylish. Oh, my, my intention is for Miss Haley Baldwin, also known as Mrs. Haley Bieber, because... She has been clapping back at fans who have been accusing her of doing a lot of work to her face, and she's telling them that she's done nothing. She came out last week and refuted claims. And now again today, she just posted a photo of her mom when her mother was modeling to show that her face is not any different from what her mother's face was when she was around her same age. And my intention for Haley is to just... Be confident. Be cool. Just ignore the haters enough. Thou doth protest too much. You don't have to keep acknowledging the haters. You've got one of the hottest men in Hollywood, maybe even the world. You're living this like beautiful life. You love God. You got a lot of God in your game. So you know what? Lean on that. Lean on that. You don't need to confront every single little thing the haters say about you because it starts to look like Thou doth protest too much. And maybe you have taken a needle to the face. (laughs) And it's, you know what? Listen, listen. We all need a little help sometimes. Just a little help. So it's all right, girl. All right.
3: I think it's unfortunate that her face just is sort of like a template for plastic surgery. Like, (laughs) you are like, I want this nose. And she just has sort of already like a nose job nose built in. But I definitely think a needle or two has gone into that face.
4: It could have.
2: She says no, and I am inclined to believe the lady. I'm also unbelievable that Sophie Turner, this is my intention, please confirm your pregnancy. I want a bear <laughs> bomb shot on Instagram. We reported the news months ago. We're about to get into summer. We're still in this quarantine. We need a treat. And please, <laughs> Queen Sophie, deliver that to us. Confirm their pregnancy. Show us the bump. We love, we love to celebrate a bump moment, but I, I feel like we'll be waiting a long one for that one. Let's dive into some news. First off, red alert, breaking news, Real Housewives fans. A source told us, Ramona Singer and Harry Dubin were at Brick Tops Restaurant last night in Palm Beach, <laughs> Florida.
4: This pretty is amazing.
2: Pretty amazing, considering Harry Dubin has made a w- his way around the Real Housewives of New York ladies. Uh, our source told us that another couple joined Ramona and Harry. Mario, who Ramona has been quarantining with, was not there. Really exciting. Wish our eyewitness had followed them afterwards to the after party sure there were some sweet kisses exchanged Sarah you, your your take was your jaw dropped
0: I mean I will never unsee those photos of Ramona and Harry Dubin making out that came out like a year ago on TMZ um she was
3: suckling I, him like a fish yeah it was it was suckling. a lot
0: I I was I I screamed a little I had a little like oh oh okay Ramona I mean it, Sonia's not going to be happy.
2: No. And that definitely came up on the show. Uh, you know, my jaw actually dropped when, lo and behold, what was that picture Khloe Kardashian uploaded oh. the Friday before Memorial Day weekend? What was I even looking at, Gwen? I
4: hearty. mean, Brody, I, I don't know why you're asking me, because it's as much of a mystery to me as to anybody else. Now, it appears that she got her hair colored. somehow. In yes. lockdown. Confirmed. Because it's an entirely different shade of bronze, a very fabulous shade of bronze. But that's not where it ends, Brody. Because no. first of all, it's as if she dipped her body into metallic bronze shoe polish. Okay. Mm. And then her face. Now, there was a heck of a lot of filtering going on.
2: Yes. But, but I, yes.
4: let's just say she may be the one person in America, maybe the world, who has found a doctor to inject her face with Botox and fillers.
2: During core?
4: During core. Because yeah. homegirl's got a whole new face. Most people, they, they are still struggling to get a trim or like poor Kelly Ripa, hide her little grays. And chloe has got a whole new head. You a head transplant.
2: Wait a minute, I, you just brought up. Go ahead, Sarah.
0: Well, one, I was going to say, I couldn't decide if it was just the face tune or actually like work. It's hard <laughs> to say, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard I, to say. I'm going to let my Instagram poll that I put up speak for itself, which was just simply
4: yes or no. Do you know this woman? <laughs> uh, you were the first one to speak out about it, Sarah. And I appreciated it. I, I also screamed. I appreciated that it was strategically posted at the end of the weekend. So basically the beginning, the know, beginning writers. Well, yeah, but like it was like Friday my, yeah. The stylish writers had already signed off. So I was kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, somebody needs to write this ASAP. And yeah. luckily the weekend team did, of course.
2: Yeah, and Chloe, that. go ahead, Travis. What was your take? Because I'm well, sure you were c- c- thrilled and supportive.
3: Well, I mean, as someone who does a lot of fillers and a lot of Facetune, more than most people listening to this have even heard of or knew exists in their lives, <laughs> I am somewhat of an expert on this subject. And she's definitely had some fillers worked, but you can use that resize tool and it's used to shrink the nose or make the eyes or lips bigger. And her
4: jawline, her jawline was like a a totally new Korean (laughs) beauty V jawline. It was a totally different shape.
3: That is a different tool that she also used. But from what I saw, she completely resized her eyes to make them 50% bigger. She slimmed her nose down about 25%. She busted her (laughs) lips up. And then she used the like refine tool where you can just shove your jaw up in the right way. And with that resize tool, it's really easy to go too far with that pinch. And that's what I think happened. And she got her eyebrows tinted.
2: Yeah, I thought she was really serving sexy Bratz doll realness. Sexy Bratz doll realness.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: and she captioned it under bitch's skin. And it sounds like she did get under some bitch's skin. But I saw that Tristan Thompson commented baddie. Sort of rolled my eyes when he commented that. On He's like, head. I'm right here, and you don't look like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, most of the comments were positive that I saw, at least the top ones. It was like, gorgeous,
4: yeah. go off yeah. honey. me.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, yeah. listen, you know, Chloe is, and I have been unabashed in, in this statement through the years. Chloe is my favorite Kardashian by far. I play favorite. She's the one. She's awesome. And you know what? It's like, listen it's hard in that family. Like, do you guys remember, you all have siblings, right? Or Sarah, you're an only child. No, I have siblings. In- I'm oh, an only, only child. I, was I thinking have thinking that- older brothers. Oh, I was thinking that you were an only child and that's why you always had so much time to watch television. <laughs> no, I just had um, very athletic older brothers and I had no interest in sports. So I would stay home and, and watch television. <laughs> but my point <laughs> is, is that at any ordinary family dinner table, you got to scream to be heard above your peers. And, you know, it's like Chloe's got to, you know, Kim's posting some serious stuff through quarantine. It's like for Chloe to be heard, she's got to do something really wild. Chloe, you you may be my favorite,
0: but not anymore.
2: Oh, well, you know what Chloe is hearing? Cha-ching! Because she has put her house on the market priced at $18.95 million dollars. She she bought that house originally from Justin Bieber in 2014 for $7.2 million. Wow. Yeah, she did. Because
0: Courtney lives in another one of Justin Bieber's old houses, too. How bizarre.
2: He
3: is. They're all in the same neighborhood. Yeah.
4: And Justin Bieber rented a house literally next door to my aunt in Beverly Hills, but that was like for a hot second.
2: But, guys, this was the house that Chloe bought a month after splitting from Lamar. So, Mm -hmm. just.
4: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Evolution. I just
3: think that eyebrow tinting is really what changed that picture. Her eyebrows are so dark and it throws everybody off.
2: Oh yeah, that's it. It's just the eyebrow tint. Correct. Thank you. New face, new brows, and new house. Chrissy Teigen is also making some changes to her appearance. She posted that she will be getting surgery soon. Uh, People are curious. She said, she said, I'm getting my boobs out. They've been great to me for many years, but I'm just over it. I'd like to be able to zip dress in my size, lay on my belly with comfort, no biggie. So don't worry about me. All good. I'll still have boobs. They'll just be pure fat, which is all a tit is in the first place. A dumb, miraculous <laughs> bag of fat. You guys were, I mean, she did just celebrate a happy 10-year anniversary with these boobs in March. So I know people are very emotionally, you know, <laughs> invested in these boobs. Were you guys all, all okay?
3: Well, 10 years is the time you're supposed to get them swapped out. So I think right. the timing has something you're supposed to get a new set of boobs every 10 years. And she was probably like, I can't lay on my stomach with these fun bags and
2: pee. <laughs> yeah. There was also quite a remarkable surgery confession. Did you guys see Cheyenne Jackson shared that he had a large surgery scar on his head and he said he had five hair transplants over the course of 14 years?
4: Five, that's five. right. And if you guys want the full story, just head <laughs> on over to usmagazine.com slash dialish. We've got it all.
3: Well, I do want the full story because hair transplants have evolved so much in the last 15 years. It was like sort of like an archaic surgery back then. So I sort of I I need more details, actually.
2: Yeah, I know people who have gone like out of country and had some painful procedure and then all their hair falls out and then they have a thicker mane when it grows back in. Mm -hmm. But it's an excruciating process. Travis, you mentioned it earlier, but is there a first procedure you want post quarantine?
3: Wow, Brody, that's a really good question. I have some built-in hair cutting, uh, Botox. Absolutely Botox. This is the first thing to do. My lip injections will last another year, but these crow's feet are crawling back. The forehead's still okay, but thank you for checking in, Brody. Thank you. Oh my God, of course, <laughs> of course. Crow's feet Botox. Final answer.
2: Wait, Gwen, you saw you mentioned her earlier, but you saw that Kelly Ripa came clean about having that sty, and I, I, I felt something for her. You know, I was suffering from a thigh, my my private pain. I know
4: actually many people who've had styes in quarantine. It's really interesting.
2: Yeah. My doctor said it's because people are taking an abundance of vitamins and it's surplus of D and E in our systems. That's oil production in the glands. So that's why it's happened. Wow. Kelly's still battling hers out, though. She's just like us. She is just like us uh travis can you tell us what happened on this day in pop culture history
3: you know i sure can buddy i just I had to go light and bright cause I, I thought it was going to be gloomy today for some reason
2: oh the it's news. oh the news is going to get dark just just you wait
3: okay good well that's why i'm going to start with today's the day the lizzie mcguire movie was released on <laughs> oh. DVD.
0: <laughs> hey now hey now I, I know, I know.
3: <laughs> it's what dreams are made of in 2003 it came out a little bit earlier, but it was the DVD that I'm sure every tween, including Sarah Huron and me, who was not a tween, also rent out and bought. You know, a doppelganger international pop star movie is just all good. And today it was the day in 2003, same year, that America's Next Top Model premiered. Wow. for Saturday on four televisions and hearts back in that year. And, you know, we all learned to smize and, you know, how to do a duck face in an improper fashion. You
2: know, 2003. And we learned
0: here, great year. year. Yeah, we learned how to
2: act from all of Tyra Banks' acting (laughs) coaching for the girls. Isn't it true? When she passed out in front of them and they all thought she was dead, (laughs) and she was like,
3: acting, I was acting. (laughs) uh,
2: Did you ever see that the episode of the Tyra Banks show where she pretended she had rabies? And (laughs) we're (laughs) like, foaming at the mouth and
3: barking at them and pretending to bite them.
0: Oh. Also, oh, I God. just I just finished like my 7,000th Gossip Girl rewatch and I forgot there was an episode or two that Tyra was in. And again, <laughs> great acting chops.
2: <laughs> of course, of course. You know what else transpired over the weekend? We saw those pictures of Ben Affleck out with girlfriend Anita de Armas as we see almost every day. <laughs> always they're,
4: outside? All,
2: they're always taking a walk and always captured in flagrante by the pop. And, but this time we saw that his daughter, Violet, and his daughter, Serafina, and his son, Samuel, they were out and about with them. No, you can't see those pictures on usmagazine.com because we don't run unauthorized photos of children. But a source did tell us that Ben wants the kids to spend time with Anna so they can get to know her. And added that Ben is very serious about Anna. Wow, that's that's a big step. Because before we had heard that Anna had not met the kids and that Jen Garner's man did not hang out with the kids. So this they're making moves, these two.
4: I like it. I like it a lot. What it says to me is that Jennifer Garner is comfortable with Anna, which makes me believe that she is a really amazing human. And I'm I'm super into this. Maybe she can be the good influence that Ben needs to finally really turn his life around.
2: Yeah. Also over the weekend, we saw G-Eazy and Ashley Benson going for a ride in his sports car as they celebrated Memorial Day together. That was quite surprising. I mean, it's been... Several weeks, and she split from. We reported that she split from Cara Delevingne. But at the time when we first saw G. Easy and Ashley hanging out after they released that Radiohead creep cover, a source told us that their relationship wasn't serious; that they're hanging out and seeing each other. But were you three surprised to see these two still, I guess, going strong, if you
4: will? I mean, here's the thing: like, time has kind of stopped while we're in lockdown. Yeah. So it seems to me like it's like it's still. It's still very fresh and new. Like they're just hanging out. That's what I, that's my take. My take is that he is a complete rebound for her. But let's see. Sarah,
2: is there a a celebrity couple, Sarah, that you'll be pleasantly surprised if they make it through the summer?
0: There's a few. Honestly, I'm pretty shocked that we haven't had a Bachelor or like Vanderpump or any like reality breakup during lockdown really. Because a lot of these people depend on the thirst of, you know, a party and a get together. So I'm kind of surprised, but I couldn't pick which one. And I didn't want to be, you know, Hilly favorites with my, with my reality stars. So I went with Demi Lovato and her man, Max, because they have been all over my Instagram feed. And it's a little bit of the, that protests too much. Like I, 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 I don't think this is it for her. And I don't, I would be surprised if they made it through the summer.
2: Pleasantly surprised.
0: Sure. Like I'm rooting for her, but I, I, I worry about her.
2: Okay, Gwen, who would you be pleasantly surprised if they made it through the summit?
4: Oh, guys, I'm worried about Kim and Kanye. Mm. I'm not kidding. She is posting some serious cries for attention, like practically naked photos. Did you see that workout shot where she was in, like, the tiniest leopard bikini I'd ever seen, and she's, like, on a workout machine? Of course, I was instantly jealous that she had a home gym that uh-huh. she can use in lockdown oh that's but, what you were jealous of Oh, wait well, wait 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 but I just feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm really worried that this is a cry for help and she and Kanye you know it was the day after she posted a picture and asked those chaps like I I just don't think these two are going to make it through I'll be very pleasantly surprised if they do
0: you know, Thank I you. thought about them, but she also posted on her Instagram, like her, her tweet on their anniversary was like very cryptic. It was like, Happy anniversary, Kanye, till the end. And I was like, Oh, <coughs> is, she like, is that her message to us? Like, if you're not. Like, we're going to stay together just to prove you wrong.
4: Or is the end like Tuesday? We don't know. <laughs> True. I yeah. don't know. When she starts posting really racy stuff like that, it's usually an indication that her headspace is not calm.
2: I, I love it so much. That's Kim K at my favorite. Travis, who do you think, who will you be pleasantly surprised if they make it through the summer? You know, pleasantly surprised if Joe
3: Exotic and Dylan Passage make it oh. through the summer. Oh. Just because I look at the pictures of him and he seems so naive and his naivete is sort of like, cringing my heart, and I would be surprisingly happy if a twist turned and Joe didn't leave him for another high school student, and they just were happy together. I think that
2: would be nice. That would would be nice. Well, there are several couples who will not be making it through quarantine, and did not make it even before quarantine, as we've learned. Mary-Kate Olsen's lawyers right on Memorial Day, the first day they were able to, filed the paperwork for divorce, so she could officially split from her husband, Olivier Sarkozy. Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse apparently have split again pre pandemic.
0: Those two are going to be back together the second Riverdale can start filming. Absolutely.
2: Can't wait. And Scott Dizek and Sophia Ritchie, a source told us that they're on a break. Now, it's Scott's birthday this week, and source holds seems kind of sad lately. And Sophia is taking their break seriously. Yeah,
0: apparently she just posted on her Instagram story her July UK Cosmo cover. That says Sophia Richie will not be defined by the men in her life.
2: Whoa! Great, great timing.
0: Fighting words. words. Great I like timing. that.
3: Me too. What will she be defined by? Her dad. Ooh,
2: well, no. I'm like saying none
0: of the men in her life. Oh, none of the men in her none life. Of none of life. the men. Oh. None of the men.
2: For her to do <laughs> and not by her sister <laughs> Nicole Richie either.
0: I'm <laughs> waiting for her to do something.
3: Yeah, She's I can't boring. wait to define her by what she does when I see it.
2: And, well, Scott does have Kris Jenner in his corner. She posted wishing him a happy birthday. Chloe posted a photo of a cake with Scott's face on it. But all this talk about birthdays, it's time for... It's It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! That's right, we're going to step into the imaginary ring, put on some imaginary gloves on the celebrities who are celebrating their birthdays this week, and... Set them into imaginary fights with each other. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania will be refereed by Remy Ma, who turns 40 on May <laughs> oh 30th. Oh my god. I just thought it'd be an unfair fight if she was fighting anyone. Yeah, okay. but, true. But Gwen, I think this is the first time you're going to get this. You're going to have a <laughs> three-person fight. Oh uh, boy. So you'll decide the winner between Patty LaBelle, who turns 76 on May 24th. Oh,
3: pretty.
2: <laughs> Priscilla Presley, who turns 75 on May 24th. And Stevie Nicks, who turned 72 on May 26th.
4: I mean, this is the hardest fight I've ever had to judge. <laughs> I
2: think they would agree at their age.
4: Three really? I mean, 70-year-old women
2: in the ring. That's right. And they could all land a punch. Think about them. Patty, yeah. Priscilla, no, totally, Stevie.
4: Totally. But yeah. like, Stevie's just too chill. Like, she would be like, analyzing the moment. <laughs> Priscilla, like, might be on a Quaalude, like, half a Quaalude. Still have Allegedly.
2: Them.
3: Allegedly. They don't, they don't make those anymore.
4: Oh, Elvis yeah, okay. From Elvis's dash. <laughs> okay. um, but I believe that Patty LaBelle, in her finery, would knock those two out. Like, maybe at the same time. She would just be, like, down.
1: Please. Yes.
2: wow. I agreed. That is the yeah. correct answer. Thank you for taking that seriously. Travis, <laughs> G-Eazy, who we mentioned earlier, turns oh. 31 on May 24th. And thankfully, I finally figured out the difference between G-Eazy and Machine Gun Kelly because not I, was easy. Like, oh. Oh, God, I was like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly can play this next person stunt double, but G-Eazy will have to face Anne Hesh in a fight. She turns 51 on May 25th. Who wins, G-Eazy or Anne?
3: Well, first of all, Brody, you're not real reverse racism is appalling.
2: Oh,
3: you're
1: no, not- yeah,
0: Travis! <laughs> Travis we missed you last week cuz all of us were like which one dated Kate Beckinsale which one's this and I was like oh we need Travis to help us with this machine gun Kelly <laughs> Megan Fox drama Yeah
3: I because have we, we- see them both in concert I'm way too oh. familiar with their music um, <laughs> and I really don't love G Eazy except for his amazing song with Cardi B so he's getting knocked the f out
2: What about his cover of Radiohead Creep that Sarah's been listening to on repeat <laughs> I mean, wow. that
3: song holds a special place in my heart For I do have an animal named after that song, Creep. Oh, um, and that was great, but he still is going to have to wipe the blood off his face before he goes on tour because he's just been knocked out. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Sarah, Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice, the Spice Girls, turns 45 on May 29th. No, no, I was going to put her up against Dina Menzel, who turns 49 on May 30th, but that seemed unfair. So instead, Mel B will be up against Lenny Kravitz, who turns 56 on May 26th. Oh. That's a good one.
0: Well, first, let me just say that I haven't actually heard Ashley Simpson, Ashley Simpson, Ashley Benson and G-Eazy's cover of Radiohead. Sure, oh.
2: sure, 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 sure. Not great. Function.
0: I have been listening to that Machine Gun Kelly Bloody Valentine song. <laughs> I actually really like it. Oh, no. I didn't want to, and I didn't ask for this, but I have it. Um, I'm going to go Scary Spice. She will always have a special place in my heart. Sorry, Lenny.
2: Gwen, Sorry. it's 76 year old Patty LaBelle versus fifty-one year old Anne Hash who wins.
4: Oh, I mean Anne Hash just left the building in her nightgown with no shoes. Of course Patty oh, could take her out. Oh
2: no. Travis, we have seventy six year old Patty LaBelle versus forty five year old B. Oh, oh, my God. God. I'm going to say Melby throws
3: the fight and falls on the ground and gives it up <laughs> to legend Patti LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. As went. she should. As yeah. she should.
2: Yeah. Well, guys, we're not at the disturbing court updates yet. No, we've got a little bit later news first. Elon Musk, Grimes changed their baby's name basically just because the California law said that they couldn't have a number in it. So now they're using Roman numerals. You can all <laughs> sleep easier tonight. Thank goodness. And uh, Grimes said, looks better to be honest, but <laughs> let's face it, honey, there's there's some laws that you and even, yes, Elon Musk need to face. Amanda Bynes shared that she is in a positive place in her life. She said she's getting her bachelor's degree from FIDM, taking online classes, trying to get a 4.0 GPA, and she said she's looking forward to starting her online store in the future. Hashtag goals. Honey, I am excited for her online store, too. So I'll be- pre-order everything. Wait a
0: minute. She hasn't graduated yet? No, she been in college like a thousand times?
2: No, she got an associate of arts degree before. Now she's going for the bachelor's degree. Shoot high, shoot for the stars, baby girl. And Amanda also said she spent the last two months in treatment. She worked on coping skills to help with her social anxiety that caused her to drop out of school months ago. But she said she's back on track, doing well, and doing therapy during the week. She also confirmed she is still engaged to the love of my life, Paul. Oh, And not
0: pregnant.
2: Well, she did not... She did not address that. But as Us Weekly reported earlier this month, per Amanda's attorney, she is not pregnant. And this was after they had shared the sonograms on Instagram that she was expecting months before. But Paul also confirmed his affection for Amanda and later uploaded a selfie captioned, Love My Girl. Isn't that sweet?
0: Mm, heart, heartwarming, really.
2: Yeah. Sarah Huron, are you caught in the throes of the drama of Real Housewives of the Beverly Hills?
0: Honestly, the season has been so good. It's like all I'm living for.
2: So, so good. And the way it's been playing out, Kyle Richards took to Twitter and wrote, trying to think of one time anyone defended me, and people were trying to remind her that she had, in their words, abandoned Lisa Vanderpump, and everyone had turned on her like a pack of wolves. And Lisa Vanderpump chimed in and wrote, true dat, which I was shocked because all I want is Lisa Vanderpump to weigh in. And then Lisa Rinna wrote, someone misses being on a hit TV show, on a comment of that screenshot. She knows what that feels like.
0: (laughs) She does, but Lisa Vanderpump is still on a hit TV show. It's called Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. This season has been
3: so fantastic. The Denise drama is so good. And Kyle, who was like the top Regina George mean girl, is sort of losing her footing after people are not agreeing with her, coming for people for all the wrong reasons. I, I really enjoy it every week.
0: It's so good. And one of the best parts is that they are like live tweeting instead of blogging. And their tweets are just, like, so wild back and forth. Like, I just, my whole camera roll is just filled with screenshots because I'm scared they're going to delete. And I just, I'm still not over Denise looking the camera in the eye and saying, I am being Denise Richards, Kyle. (laughs) Yes.
2: Yeah. Travis, I'm I'm shocked that you call Kyle a mean girl, but I'm always (laughs) surprised when people are anti-Kyle because I think she is so neutral and sweet she's so well.
3: just like when she did to Dorit she was like she's pissed she showed up looking great to not work out like how does that impact your life it I, just seems like she's jealous and it's like sipping haterate a little for me
4: I'm <laughs> shocked
0: because people love I, I feel like people love to hate Dorit but it seems like the narrative is people are taking up for Dorit it's, it's very interesting
3: I mean I don't like Dorit but I think Kyle is coming for a lot of people in unnecessary ways And it's it's not looking cute, and it's not looking like she is seeing the big picture of life and these relationships.
2: Well, let's have a little bit of royal levity before we get into some ugly court updates, shall we? Royal homeschooling. We've learned that Prince William, (laughs) Duchess Kate, might continue to homeschool Princess Charlotte, even if her school opens in the summer after closing for months due to the coronavirus panic. This is interesting because Prince George and Charlotte both attend this school normally, but they might hold. Uh, Charlotte back. If George can't go, they might, they may not send her alone. I thought that was very interesting. Gwen, I know you well, follow honestly, the Royals.
4: Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I, I do follow the Royals. I love the Royals. I love Kate. She's a goddess, but I actually don't think that this is unusual. I think that most families would do the same thing, but I think that part of living safely while the pandemic is still in play, i.e. before there's a vaccine is for family members to not. Or units in general, not travel around too much. So, if like, what would be the point to one kid going out of the house and then other, you know, caregivers have to go pick up the child and bring him home? It's too much um, traveling, really, and risking bringing the virus into your home. So, it I think that actually that's a very Kate, just like us, moment where you know, non royal families will be following suit.
2: Yes, I imagine. Well, wow, Bethany, wow. It's time to get into the court dirtiness of it all. This was a shocker for you Aunt Becky lovers or Olivia Jade fans like Sarah Huron. Ooh. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced right before our Memorial Day weekend that Lori Laughlin and her husband Moss Giannulli had accepted a plea deal and would admit their court, their guilt on fraud charges. They appeared in a virtual court appearance. Friday, May 22nd, but the judge won't accept those until he sees pre-sentencing reports from the Massachusetts probation office. Wow, wow, wow. A source told us Lori and Mossimo felt going to trial would just be reckless and that it was going to get ugly. The source also told us that the pair were tired of being in limbo and couldn't move on with their lives until they pleaded guilty. Travis, mm. your thoughts.
3: I mean, I was just sort of thinking about this. I mean, I was thinking about it every day since it happened because it's so wild, but It's sort of a perfect time to plead guilty if you're facing a huge like white-collar crime scandal, because the chance of you actually doing a lot of jail time is really, really small. And if you're supposed to do five months, it's easy to do two months. You could even get home arrest. I mean, if you're going to plead guilty to a crime, it is perfect timing. And I can't help but think that that had a huge impact in this decision. It's not actually just to own up to it. It's just because she thinks she'll get out of going to jail.
2: Uh, a source also told us it's not only Lori's life; the kids' lives were also being affected. The cloud of negative pressure on them gone so they can finally move on. So they are thrilled. Sarah, Olivia, Jade, apologist. What were your thoughts?
1: <laughs>
0: well, first, I just want to thank Lori and Massimo for you know making this decision on a day not only when I was working but when I was free to drop everything and write the story and you know keep following these two. My thoughts are the two weeks before this. They lost their petition that they filed to get the case dropped. They were citing them and a couple other parents were citing misconduct, saying that the way they went around getting the evidence with Rick Singer and stuff was not following the rules and in protocol. I think that Lori and Massimo's defense team was very, 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 very confident that they were going to get these charges dropped against them. And when the judge was very blatant and saying, there's no effing way. We're going to do that. They panicked and started negotiating the plea deal. And when they got to the point where Lori is supposed to agree to two months and Moss is supposed to agree to five months, Uh, they were like, let's do it. Yeah.
3: And it's Corona time. They'll probably say, please don't come to Massachusetts. Just stay in your mansion.
0: I mean, if they went to trial, there's, I don't think that there's any way they would have gotten less than a year each. So I think that this makes sense. As far as Olivia Jade is concerned, I mean, girlfriend, like, I need some content. It's been since December. Get me a YouTube video.
2: Let's get into the nitty gritty of what Lori Mossimo agreed to. Lori, she's not officially sentenced until August, but her plea deal includes two months in prison, a $150,000 fine, two years of supervised release, and 100 hours of community service. Her husband Mossimo, for his part, is expected to serve five months in prison, a $250,000 fine, two years of supervised release, and 250 hours of community service. Now, even though the girls are adults, the source told us that Lori wants one parent to be free to provide emotional support to the go- girls. So they're hoping that Lori and Mossimo can serve their respective sentences at different times. I imagine GDJ the judge. Style. Yes, very Judy J style, Teresa and Joe. I imagine the judge will be sympathetic to this because they don't want to further hurt the girls. Yeah, maybe he'll
3: get a new vacation home out of it. Just kidding, just kidding,
2: just kidding. Oh <laughs> right. no, guys! This is a tiny court update before we get into the next news. Did you see? Kendall Jenner has been ordered to give back some of the money she was paid for endorsing the Fire Festival in two thousand seventeen. Fire Fest
4: been, is the gift that keeps on giving. She, I
2: mean, she has been ordered to pay ninety thousand dollars after promoting Fire Festival in her she's Instagram good for post. It. She is she is good <laughs> for it.
4: I mean, while I think that it is the gift that keeps on giving, because it's just I still think of it as like one of the wildest news stories that's ever happened. But, you know, while I think that it's maybe a little bit unfair because she didn't plan this shit show, she didn't, you know, scam people. That was not her intention. I think it's important for models and especially celebrities who are paid to endorse something. I think it's important for them to take accountability in knowing what they're endorsing to their fans who are who just follow whatever they do.
2: That's true. That's very true. And as we know, it was not just her; it was also Bella Hadid, Haley Baldwin, Emily Ratajkowski who posted about the fire festival. Kendall, we know, was paid two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for her endorsement. So ninety k is not the worst sort of judgment here. Guys, we have to quickly touch on this Jamie King-Kyle Newman divorce. We had reported previously that they had split, but the court documents that came out, wow, Uh, really wild. It's it's a very, very ugly, he said. She said, Kyle Newman, Jamie's ex, accused her of substance abuse and infidelity. Mm. He called her a chronic drug addict and alcoholic for the past decade. He said that she's driven under the influence with their children, James, who's six, and Leo, who's four, in the car and has been intoxicated in front of them and he struggled to get her sober, tried to get her sober, and even staged an intervention for her. Now, Jamie said that this was, uh, her rep said it's a vicious failed attempt of Kyle to continue his abuse of Jamie and manipulate the court system, and noted that he was denied all requests for emergency orders, and the judge granted Jamie legal custody, shared legal custody of their two children, and the temporary domestic violence restraining order that remains in place to protect her. Because in her documents, She accused him of emotional abuse and she said that he called her names. She said that he was basically tracking her. She said, she said that she needed this protective order because he was telling friends and family of hers that she had issues when that wasn't true. What were your thoughts when you heard this, Travis?
3: It seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. It didn't surprise me, but then uh, again, solicited opinion, but also based on nothing, he sort of looks like a vindictive ass, So I have no idea who to believe in this because they could either be right or both a little bit right.
2: You know what the wild thing is? Taylor Swift is the godmother to one of those kids. Because...
0: I kind of think Jamie King is a little thirsty. Like I think Taylor Swift and her were friendly and then she thought she would like solidify her status if she made her the godmother. And now like, I don't remember the last time I even saw a picture of those two together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I don't know if I ever feel comfortable calling a poor woman thirsty when she's in the throes of a very ugly divorce. But Sarah, you do you. I, I-, I know
0: this You know what this reminded me of? Like Thomas Ravenel and like Catherine Dennis. Like this is like oh, reality yeah. TV, he said, she said. Like yeah. I didn't know... I mean, I hope both of them are doing well and I hope their kids are fine, but it it was very much like a remnant of like reality star shit.
3: Yes. It it's was. not looking good either. And I don't just know how they're going to like figure out the actual truth during these times. You know, she's not going in for like drug testing every day. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: um, and we and shall see in. as this unfolds. Oh, God, good, good luck to those children. <sighs> Blessings
2: hey. to all my children, as future once told us explicitly. <laughs> that is true. Thank you for oh. quote that iconic quote, Sarah. Speaking of iconic moments, twenty five things you don't know about me. I've gone into the archive and pulled this issue, July two thousand and fourteen. Listeners, you're going to play along as these three co hosts of mine try to guess who we did this twenty five things you don't know about me list with in okay. two thousand fourteen. I'm sorry, keep going. Oh my god, number one. <laughs> I'm happiest when I'm riding my scooter. Number two, especially if it's in Vancouver in July. Number three, I've always wanted to play Che in Evita. Number four, my family and I have rescued a total of four dogs and two cats. Number five, I was a terrible waiter. Number six, my first job was at Baskin Robbins. I made store manager at 16. Number seven, I James could- James Van No. Number seven, I could probably eat sushi every day. Number eight, I stole a lot from Richard Dreyfuss in Jaws to play Dr. Pierce on Perception. Number nine, I was born on the exact same day as Conan O'Brien. Number ten, my all-time favorite Ryan film... Ryan Reynolds? Number ten, my all-time <laughs> favorite film is Annie Hall. Number eleven, and I do a pretty mean Woody Allen impression. Whoa, this did not... Problematic. This is what I mean. <laughs> this is 2014. This is 2014. Number twelve, I'm still mad at Josh Charles for dying on The Good Wife. Number thirteen, I met my wife 20 years ago on lonesome dove number 14 i knew i wanted to be an actor oh, josh brolin no number 14 i knew i wanted to be an actor in first grade number 15 eric dane no number 15 i'm not afraid to mix any and every breakfast cereal number 16 i make the best grilled cheese sandwich you'll never have number 17 i would have said it ever but the little n trying to be cute number 17 i have almost no athletic skills but i can probably kick your ass on the pool table Number 18, I always cry at the end of the book of Mice and Men. The movie doesn't matter. Number 19, I'm Canadian, and I don't really care about hockey, about which I feel guilty. Number 20, I... Jackson? No. Number 20, I spent five years with the Stratford Shakespearean Festival in Canada. Number 21, I wish my folks had lived to see what an amazing kid I have. Number 22... At five, I was deeply in love with Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched. Number twenty three. No, number twenty three. I believe if everyone had a karaoke machine, the world would be a better place. Me too. (laughs) Michael Buble. No, number twenty four. I can't stand anything sticky. Syrup on pancakes, yes. On my hands, God, no. Number twenty (laughs) five. Number twenty five. I'm not going to. Oh, I'll give you, but it tells it gives away who it is. So no final guesses. Is it Joshua Jackson? No. I already said that. He's
0: naming Canadians. I am no.
2: Michael Sarah. <laughs> no, no, number twenty-five. Whenever Will and Grace is on, I'll watch it. Oh, <laughs> oh it's
4: It's um, what's his name? What's the guy yes.
1: yes. from Will and Grace? Sean yes. Hayes. No, Sean Hayes? His name?
2: no, Eric McCormack.
4: <laughs> Eric yeah, McCormack.
2: You guys bombed that round of twenty-five things. You don't I know um, a, a, Wasn't a, it Deborah a, Messing last week? Yeah, I'm trying to give you a theme. I thought maybe you guys would get hip to my tricks, but <laughs> for way. a palate cleanser after that, a bomb. I've role. actually
0: never seen an episode of Will and Grace. What? Oh, so good.
2: Wow. wow. Who, who, knew were so a- wow. who knew you were so dad. anti-gay? So anti-gay. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> why I've never seen an episode
0: of Will and Grace. I know. Meanwhile, I was FaceTiming with you shirtless yesterday, bro. Oh my God,
2: Sarah! <laughs> that's not 25 things you do not know about me. Jeez. Well, you know what else we did yesterday? We talked to... Captain Sandy from below
1: People
0: deck. Sure Medi-
2: for Captain Sandy. For I am formal like that. Did she ask below- you No, no she couldn't
0: even see
2: us. From below deck, Mediterranean season five of the show premieres Monday, June first at nine p.m. Eastern Standard on Bravo. Listen to what Captain Sandy had to say to us about this upcoming season. Well, we want to dive in with you because I just watched the first episode and it looks like another wild season. And you mentioned in the first episode that you deal with a lot of insubordination last season. Would you say there's more or less this season?
1: I think it's typical. It's normal. I, you know, I share this. Every crew member, when I see them in that main salon, you know, pre-charter meeting, they're all excited and happy. And I think they think they're part of the guests somehow. And when the reality sets in they come crashing down for a lot of them. A lot of them are like, yeah, this is my job. I'm going to do it. For some, it's like they want to be part of the guest. It's like, no, actually, we're here to serve them. They brought their friends. We're not their friends. But yeah, I think it happens. And people, when I, not not insubordinate so much, but just they get a little lost. Insubordination to me is fireable offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, last season with Mila, that got crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, I always share this as well. I don't really care what people think. They have their own beliefs. I'm not from Russia. I don't know where these people come from or how they were raised, you know, so I don't have any judgment on their judgment. Does that make sense?
2: It it uh, definitely does. It definitely does. But wait, we need to hop into the new cast. But because Sarah just brought up Mila. I know it's Mila's, you've talked about Mila's philosophies and her outlooks, but when you rewatched last season and you saw her licking the food and microwaving steak. Oh my gosh.
1: I would have, <laughs> I was like feeling really bad for that client. <laughs> <ate the> steak. <laughs> I was shocked. And i you know, in my career, I promise you this doesn't have, this has never happened. I really, I think, yeah, I obviously we're going to talk about our, our upcoming season, but yeah, chefs don't do that at all. I'm not worried about Kiko leaking steaks this season. That must must feel good. You can feel comfortable in the kitchen. Yeah, I have, you know, I'm coming in, honestly, I haven't had a great run with chefs, you know, Adam and the onions, you know, (laughs) obviously I've had some problems with chefs that, that some want to do what they want to do and not follow the preference sheet. So this season with Kiko, I'm a little cautious I want to believe that he's everything that he said he is, but I'm, I've been burned so many times. I'm just a little apprehensive, but I have the utmost respect for him and I'm going to watch. I'm going to pay attention because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's responsible. I'm really excited about the girl power moment
0: happening. Tell me about the dynamic between you and Hannah and Malia.
1: You know, there's no dynamic between me and the crew it's, it's, I am a captain. They're there to work for me, right? They work for me, period. There's no dynamic. What there is is leadership, if they're doing their job, I will, you know, I assist in any way I can, as far as, you know, their attitude towards, you know, the job. I think it's great. I think you're, I think the viewers are going to be really happy to see how well the, the crew do in those leadership roles. We're not equal in this role, and I think a lot of people get confused that I'm not just one of the crew. I'm not. No, you're the boss. Yeah, I'm the captain. It's not <laughs> about being the boss; it's about being the one that's responsible. That's a lot, That's why I let crew drive the boat because I want them to feel the responsibility that comes with hauling that big piece of equipment around in the ocean, full of all these people on board that you're responsible for. We go to prison if something catastrophic happens. You know, we don't, it's not a slap on the hand. It's your license is gone and prison bound.
2: Yikes. That's, that's big to, to keep in mind. Were you ready to have Malia back? I saw you were defending her qualifications on Twitter.
1: Of course. Malia, after this show, after our last season, went and worked on yachts. She got her captain's license. She did not stop. Malia has, I always saw this in her, leadership qualities. Leadership qualities start with being able to confront issues head on without anger, or, you know, just even though Leah was a kissing machine, <laughs> I guarantee you if she was a boy, that wouldn't have been an issue. And she walked in on Hannah talking about her. She's like, I'm right here, Hannah. If you got something to say, say it to my face. You know, yeah. my concern was her and Hannah this season. And, um, you know, I'm going to see how that plays out because obviously we all end on a great note because that's how we want to end, you know, like we say our goodbyes and, And now it's our hellos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, now we're going to see how well they do because, you know, they had a little kissy kissy too. I know.
0: I was excited to see that dynamic. Are we going to, can you tease anything to me a little bit about Malia and Hannah and the season?
1: Well, I just, I'm on the bridge a lot, so I don't get to see the day-to-day interaction. But as far as I can see, I think it was a very respectful, in my eyes, I hope that it maintains that respect. But we all start off like that. So what happens is, is they get lost in their boat mats.
2: Mm, yeah, it's relatable.
1: <laughs> Did anyone pleasantly
0: surprise you? Were you nervous going? You, are you, Do you ever get nervous going into a new charter season with new faces? Like, what can you tell us about some of the newbies?
1: I don't think nervous is the word. I am optimistic and excited. And I, you know, for me, it's a new journey and challenge. If it was easy, we'd get bored. I like the challenge. The boat also is a challenge. It's a combination of everything. The boat, the port, the electric, the you know, or the toilets working. Is the service good? Do the clients like the food? I always share this too. If I'm happy with your service side and your food side, you don't have to worry because you, it's impossible to please every client. And I know that but I pretty much have a standard. And if it's up to my standard, the crew are fine. If I go, Hey, this is great. Don't worry. It's okay. The client's complaining. I will handle that. And that's where the crew see I have their back. But if I know, Hey, listen, I have a standard. That's why I'm a captain. That's why I'm in charge. I I taste the food or I see the table setting or I see the deck, you know, the slide not getting put out or wave runners not, you know, they're getting lazy then I have to step in and say, you need to sharpen your, you know, you need to put all the toys out, deck crew, every one of them, <laughs> the, I slide. to, the slides are demon <laughs> for them. It's like, they just, it's the Achilles heel. Really? It's, it's a beast. And, you know, they get lazy and they don't want to always put it out because if the client didn't use it the day before, they're like, well, they didn't use it. And it's like, well, that's not really your decision. If it's out there and it looks at, you know, the table settings are good, the slides out, and the food is good, and I'm happy, that's all that matters. I it's my job to keep the client happy. That's my job. And if I have to pull a client aside, which I did remember, and with the Atlanta charter, and yes. I said, this wasn't on your preference sheet, you said, yep. you know, I go to her preference sheet. And, and that's how I have the cruise back, because I just do my job as a captain, like, it's unrealistic to think that you can please everybody all the time.
2: That's very fair. But we see one of the guys calling Malia, who ranks above him, sweetheart. Now, would any of the gents in the crew ever dare try that with you?
1: Well, I hope not. I mean, I was very disappointed. But, you know, what makes them think that's okay? I have no idea. Again, just like the Mila. I don't know how he grew up or what he was taught as a child. But, you know, I'm not there to re- program the kid and how he behaves, I'm there to make sure that he falls in line when it comes to hierarchy. And you don't call your, I mean, imagine him calling Captain Lee, sweetheart. Oh, exactly.
0: That would not fly and shouldn't fly here either. <laughs> or yeah. Kate.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, no way.
0: Out of all these years of the show, I mean, I feel like I can't believe how many seasons there's already been of Below Deck Met. It's awesome. But watching the show back, what would you say the most surprising thing you've seen a crew member do or a charter guest do where you literally, you were like really surprised watching it back?
1: You know, when the charter guests, you know, said the dog, they wouldn't feed the food to their dog. That really bothered me. That was, I've never heard a guest say that. So that for sure. A uh, crew do, I guess Hannah with Jason, like I've never actually had crew hook up with clients before. So to me, they're two very different you know, I hate to see people treated like that when, when their are food. They work so hard in the galley. And that's what I mean. Not every client can you please. And then when a crew crosses that barrier, so many crew in the past have done it, but not on the boat I work on. They think that they can hook up with the charter client. It's like, yeah, no, that can't happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you have to reiterate that for Hannah again or no?
1: Uh, no, I think Hannah learned her lesson, to be honest. like she, She's a very different person than when we first started. She's growing, emotionally evolving. It's nice to see. You had to, I
2: believe in terms of timeline, you had to film or go away. You've been very candid about sharing your partner Leah's journey in which he was going through last year. Were you away at this time? Was it hard for you to stay focused while you were providing support for her as well?
1: You know, to be honest, um, because of FaceTime, it made it easier. You know, I think if before that, it was harder. But, you know, knowing that Leah was surrounded with her family and friends made it easier for me. But yes, it was difficult. But I think when you're in a position I'm in, you're totally focused. What I think did affect me is on the emotional side. Um, you know, I think I probably let things get to me emotionally, um, more than they would like my, I would say I was more heartfelt than any other charter. Like I had more of a soft spot than I normally typically would. Right. Because then I started looking at people, oh my God, what if they had cancer? I, you know, that's where my head went, but other, I mean, focused on my job, zero focus, but my heart was more vulnerable does that make sense
2: yeah you're saying focused on your job you were zeroed in on it like you you it didn't it didn't hurt your focus
1: no it didn't hurt my focus but my heart was yeah torn
2: that makes sense and you shared at BravoCon that leah was cancer-free is she's still doing well
1: yeah cancer-free but she has a biopsy on june 1st on her other breast it's such a nightmare you know when we go through this coronavirus and health scares and so I'm just hoping that, you know, June 1st, she gets her biopsy on her other right breast and we'll find out. And I told her, I go, well, the good news is I'm here. You know, that's like, I get to be here for that. But, you know, I, I just keep saying, don't worry, it's going to be fine. And I think she's thinking the same thing. So,
2: yeah. When will you be back out on your own boat on the, the seas?
1: Well, I'm planning, Florida's open and I have, I just bought a firehouse in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, so I'm going to go close on that and we're going to go boating, my family and I. So that's next week.
2: Well, that's good. But one more question about the crew. It seems like every season now a crew member leaves and a new one comes mid-season. What can you tell us about that happening this season?
1: You know, typical yachting is uh, we all want to finish with the same crew we start with, but that's not reality, right? I mean, it's a tough job. We're living, working, and, you know eat together. Some of them sleep together. It's <laughs> tough, you know, and sometimes personalities clash. It just doesn't work out. I, you know, a happy boat makes a happy crew, make a happy boat. I got to have a happy crew.
0: Well, the best part about Below Deck and Bravo is the escape. It gives us all during a crazy
1: time like this. So
0: thank you for, I'm sure it will be another entertaining season.
1: Yes. I'm so excited to find out what these guys are up to downstairs. I know. I'm sure I'm really shocked <laughs> Just like you guys.
2: Okay, I love Captain Sandy. You know, she was talking about Hannah hooking up with a guest. Have any of you ever been on a cruise or had a romance on a cruise?
1: I went on a
0: cruise, but I was 10. And my older brother, like, disappeared for the second half of the cruise. And Mm -hmm. I still don't know, like, what went down. But I'm sure that team club was pretty lit.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He had had a a boat, man. I mean, I've
3: I've definitely hooked up with someone, like, on a boat. But it wasn't a cruise. (laughs) Oh,
2: that counts. Okay, good. That counts. Well, yes, about of course. You,
0: you didn't answer the
1: question.
2: Oh, I didn't want to answer it because, yes, I did. And it was it was an ill-advised experience. And I got in too deep and then I had to get out of it. Well, whatever. But that's neither here nor there. You was it the too- one who was in the musical production on the ship? No, no. What <laughs> The guy who played Spider-Man? That wasn't on a ship. Oh, okay, OK, wait a minute. Anyhow, Below Direct Deck Mediterranean premieres season five, Monday, June 1st, 9 p.m. And thank you all for listening again this week. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes. You can stream us how you want, where you want, when you want, but please subscribe, like, share our podcast. Tell your friends, tell your fam, tell the coworkers you missed during quarantine. Tell all the people you want to kiss after quarantine. And please find us on iTunes. Tell us what you thought, what you want more of, who you want to hear from on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast. And of course, we will be here next week. But until then, have a good one. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye.